On this week's episode of Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, if you're interested in the Performance Model 3, you are going to get more and pay less than what was originally announced just a month ago. Plus, Tesla's always-on cellular connection will no longer be free for new buyers. Gigafactory hits a major production milestone. First details on the Tesla pickup truck and much more. Greetings, friends. Ryan McCaffrey with you, flanked by the great Daisy the Boxer puppy. It is Ride the Lightning, the Tesla unofficial podcast, episode 152. It's July 1st, 2018, Q3. That means the federal tax credit threshold should be triggered any minute now by Tesla, and uh, presumably we'll hear more about that possibly in time for next week's show. But I have to say, I am shot out of a cannon this week. I've been on cloud nine. And no, I don't have my Model 3 yet. I don't even have a VIN number yet. But it has been a heck of an exciting week. Just crazy stuff all around. I want to start by just quickly telling you, I sold my old car. Uh, So I am, uh, that is like one major step taken care of. Uh, You know, I decided after I got back from E3, my convention in L.A. that I was at a couple weeks ago, I thought, okay, well, you know, if we're looking at maybe late July, maybe August, somewhere in there for this car, I should probably start trying to sell it after I got back from E3, which is, you know, late June, because it could take a while. And I just, the last thing I wanted was to be still saddled with my old car as the delivery date was actually approaching, because I didn't want to have to either potentially juggle two cars. I mean, more specifically, I need the money from from uh, the old car to help put towards the Model 3, and I didn't want to have to be forced to just trade it into a, you know, the auto trader or, or one of those for, for you know, pennies on the dollar, basically. So I put it on Craigslist, uh, got some inquiries, and uh, met, even met someone from Craigslist, and thankfully, I didn't get murdered <laughs> despite meeting someone. Craig, you know, I, I never use Craigslist for anything, and I just, you know, you just hear horror stories of how, you know, oh my goodness, what could, you know, what's going to go wrong? But it went great, and I have to say, I got uh, a value that I was comfortable with, and yeah, it's it's it was just gone. I uh, it, it went quickly, and so that makes me feel really good because I have to say, for me personally. You know, in planning for this Model 3, I've had kind of two major stress points. I mean, yeah, there's the saving up of the down payment. There's the methodical process of that. But the two sort of big steps I knew I was going to need to go through were, number one, selling the old car, uh, you know, and just the the hassle of that. How much money could I get for it? What I, you know, how would it do? So that's done. I feel good about it. And then the other one is the financing for the Model 3. And last week, uh, last weekend, actually, I went and uh, I looked up a few different credit unions uh, since they seem to have better rates. uh, And in fact, their rates were better than the rate that Tesla seems to be offering right now. Uh, And yeah, found a a credit union here in the the Bay Area that, uh, you know, long story short, it worked out great. Really, really good, strong rate. So I didn't sign the deal for the for the financing because they told me, I guess, the, the financing, the deal, it's only good for 45 days, I guess, you know, because rates can change and what have you. So since I don't have a delivery date yet, I didn't want to risk it going longer than 45 days. So I didn't didn't actually lock it in, but I feel really good about that. So those, those are two big things that I've now addressed in at least some way uh, that I feel so much better about. 
but that was just the start of the news. And before I get going, I want to say real quick thank you to Kevin and Chris, who are listeners and neighbors from Orange County waiting on their Model 3s. They were swinging through town, and they reached out, and they wanted to meet me, so they were kind enough. We, we met up at In-N-Out and uh, had a nice lunch together and got to talk Tesla. So, uh, guys, great meeting you. Thank you so much uh, for, uh, for meeting up for lunch. That was fantastic. Now, let's get to the meat of this week, which was just crazy. It started last weekend when I had a, a little Twitter exchange with Elon. Once again, he kindly uh, replied to me. So I said, uh, uh, there was a thread about, uh, you know, something I said on last week's show about, uh, gosh, what was it even about again? Oh, it was about uh, cruise control being, uh, traffic-aware cruise control being a standard feature or not. And, uh, And I, it was the podcast thread, somebody said, oh, I think it might be this. And uh, then I replied saying, oh, hopefully I didn't get it wrong, but apologies if I did, Uh, blah, blah, blah. And then Elon Musk himself jumped into the thread. He had been tagged, to be fair, in the original podcast plug, uh, the the original tweet. But he jumped in with it, you know, just uh, without being sort of directly asked. But he said, critical autonomous safety features like emergency braking are standard, but convenience features like active cruise control are not. Uh, and then I wrote back to him saying, glad I reported correct information. Thank you for clarifying. Hope your day back in Fremont has been going well. Hoping for an update on my P3D soon. And he replied again, saying simply, cryptically, good news coming soon. Hmm. Well, that certainly made me happy. Uh, so the question is, was that, is, is he referring to good news about production or good news about my car specifically. Now, if we're talking about the former, it could be related to a since-deleted tweet from a Tesla employee at the Gigafactory, the Model 3 Material Flow Lead, a gentleman by the name of John Tota, if I'm I'm pronouncing his last name correctly. He tweeted uh, that same weekend, (laughs) he tweeted the following, I know this is a, this is a, a, Rated. Uh, this is a G-rated podcast. He said, uh, "He said we expletive did it at Giga double exclamation mark throughput five thousand per week. Great job, Tesla team. Hashtag Model Three. That tweet was deleted not too long afterwards. So he obviously was not supposed to say that publicly. Somebody from Tesla got a hold of him, told him to delete the tweet. He did. Uh, so that is." That is one piece of the puzzle. It appears we don't have we don't have you know total confirmation, but it appears that Gigafactory on the battery packs may have hit five thousand per week of a run rate. Now, uh, if Elon was in fact referring to the latter point that I had made there uh, regarding my car specifically. Turns out uh, he might have been right about both because not only the 5,000 run rate per week is good news for production, but the price of my P3D went down $6,000 this week, and I sat at my computer in shock and disbelief when I read it. I got home from work on Tuesday and saw all this stuff, and I just I was dumbfounded. I could not believe what was happening. So let me explain this. Let me back up. Let's let me walk you back through what happened this week in case you haven't heard it or if you have, here's a recap. 
So we saw big Model 3 design studio changes this week, including, by the way, as no doubt many of you are aware, a whole lot of you, many, many, many people, including a number of Canadians as well, are now able to order dual motor and performance. The, the design studio really opened up. The floodgates seemed to open. So that's good news for so many people. Now, the changes in the design studio are numerous. Let me walk you through them. Number one, badging. The performance car and possibly the, the regular dual motor car, probably, I think, are going to get badges. Now, we, we don't even have a Model 3 badge on the back of the car, but it looks... Uh, so don't know, it doesn't seem like we're getting that, but we are getting a performance badge, presumably one also for dual motor. It says dual motor, and there is a red underline on the performance version. I have to be honest, I mean, it's literally, it's a badge that says dual motor, so you're talking nine letters right there. Uh, the reaction online from uh, Tesla fans, not super great to this. I have to say I'm kind of in the middle on it. I don't love it. I, it's not nearly as cool as, say, the underlined P100D. That's just a cool badge because it's, you know, it's, it's inside baseball talk. It's, you know, performance, 100 kilowatt, dual motor. Uh, it's cool. Dual motor underlined is a little, a little long, <laughs> a little plain. But um, it's not bad. I, I don't hate it. I, I think if I had been consulted, <laughs> I, I might have suggested AWD with a red underline for performance as something a little bit simpler. I know a lot of car companies do an AWD badge, so maybe Tesla didn't want to go down that road. But I will say I am happy to have a badge regardless. I'm not, I don't need it for my ego, but I, I just like the little identifying thing for, the, for what, you know, what trim car it is, so I'm into that. Another change in the design studio, and this may please a lot of you, obsidian black metallic paint is now an option for Model 3, which finally gives total parity to the paint options across all three vehicles, S, X, and 3. Uh, pr previously, only the flat black, the standard black, which is the only color that doesn't cost you an extra $1,000 or more. More on that in a second. Uh, that, was, that was the only black, but now there is the glossier metallic black, the, uh, the obsidian black, which is already available on the S and the X. And it was sort of a, a curious thing of why wasn't it available on the three. Well, now it is. So the next thing is on the topic of paint. There is no more multi, uh, pardon me, no more multi-coat paint discount, and I'm, I'm using air quotes when I say that, no more discount on multi-coat paint. Pearl white and multi-coat red are now $1,500 options, which is, again, the same as what they are on the S and the X. Previously, and I, I talked about this when options were first, when the design studio first opened up on uh, Model 3, they were... The multi-coats were the same $1,000 price that the metallic paints were. So in my opinion, I said this at the time, you were effectively getting that extra coat of paint for free, for no additional charge. And Tesla has now, uh, what I, I'm calling it, they're kind of rectifying that by, uh, by upping that to a $1,500 price instead of, uh, again, being the same price as the, as the lesser number of coats of paint are. 
Next up, white interior has been broken out. It is still exclusive to the performance option for now, but it is broken out and it is an additional $1,500 over the existing premium interior package that is, uh, again, still required on any uh, Model 3 that's, that's ordered and purchased as of now. So right now you're thinking, well, Ryan, sounds like the car costs more money. You're telling me about more expensive paint and, uh, and, uh, and price increase on the white interior. So this sounds like it's more expensive. Well, just hear me out here. There is a performance package now. Instead of it, instead of it being one $78,000 all-inclusive package, the performance price is $64,000 with these a la carte piecemeal packages. So the paint, the white interior, and this. The performance package on top of the performance drivetrain, $5,000. And that includes the 20-inch wheels, the performance red brake calipers, the uh, presumably the sport brakes. There's still, unfortunately, uh, uncertainty over whether the sport brakes are on uh, the performance car if you choose the 18-inch aero wheels, because that is still the other option. In fact, that's the default option. The this is still the case. The 19s are not available uh, as uh, to be ordered with performance. But then uh, you'll also get the carbon fiber spoiler, still installed after delivery, the aluminum performance pedals, or as I like to call them, the metal McCaffrey pedals. <laughs> uh, those are also installed after delivery. And you, by the way, there is, if you want to see what they look like, they are in the design studio. So our, that's our first look at what those metal, uh, those aluminum performance pedals look like. And that performance package also gets you a top speed increase from 145 miles an hour over the quote-unquote base performance, pa uh, performance version to 155 miles an hour, which seems, I don't know, you know, who, who's ever even going to get to 145? But nevertheless, takes it up to 155, which is the same uh, computer-limited top speed that the P100D has in, on both Model S and Model X. Now, here we go, still not done. That's, that's performance stuff. Let's move on to other things. Dual motor. I had predicted it would be $4,000 a long time ago because remember the Elon tweet from shortly after the March 31st, 2016 reveal, he said that all-wheel drive dual motor would be cheaper on the three than it was, than it is on the, well, I guess was on the S uh, because it's now standard on the S. It's no longer an option, as you guys know. But, uh, and then when, when the perform, then when the all-wheel drive version was rolled out, uh, back in, on May 20th there, we found out that it was $5,000. So it was the same price as it was when it was an option on the S. Well, that is no longer. It is now $4,000. So that is a $1,000 discount. That's good news as well. And full self-driving, We've got a price change there as well. Not on the prepay. That's still $3,000 if you want to order that with the car. But in, uh, presumably in an effort to get people to go ahead and prepay it as they order the car, they've raised the after-delivery price to $5,000 over the $4,000 post-delivery price that it had been prior to that. Now, I have to say I, was, I thought long and hard 
about whether to go ahead and add in full self-driving now and pay three rather than pay five later, because guess what? I just saved $6,000 on my car. I could, you know, I'd still come out ahead if I went ahead and added the full self-driving option, but I have decided, at least as of now, <laughs> I, I reserve the right to change my mind, but I feel still pretty strongly as of now, I'm not going to do it. I just, I have not seen, I, I've, I've given you this rap before, so I'm not going to belabor the point, but I just haven't seen sufficient progress. The, the full self-driving coast-to-coast demo is nowhere in sight, and it's, you know, it's the end of, it's July now. So I, I, I think if it, if it comes along and gets regulatory approval, which are two very different things, the technology and the approval, uh, then I will, you know, make a financial plan to, you know, tr- save up and try and try and add it to, uh, to my purchase. But, uh, that is, those are the pricing changes. So there you go. The, the performance version, I saved six grand. Uh, it's actually, you can save more if you don't get the white interior. And I guess if you, and if you opt out of that optional performance package as well, and that $64,000 performance car, it's the same car, you know, it's zero to 60 in 3.5 seconds. The only, the only performance difference, uh, is, well, I guess we're looking at two things. It's the, uh, the calipers and brakes, presumably again, where there's still a little bit of, uh, ambiguity there from Tesla. They have not been crystal clear about it, but presumably you don't get the sport brakes. Uh, and then the other, the other definite one is the, that top speed, like, okay, well your top speed's 145 instead of 155, but you're still getting zero to 60 in three and a half seconds right off the line in the $64,000 performance model three. So that is huge. And this is the reason that I was floating on cloud nine all week. So let's review. Since I ordered my P3D, it now has, these are the, it, since I ordered it, it has added bigger sport brakes, red brake calipers, aluminum pedals, and it's $6,000 cheaper than when I ordered it. So I uh, took that exact sentiment and I, pa- and I tweeted that basically that same thing to Elon uh, and he actually kindly replied, he quote tweeted it, which means he, he grabbed, he sort of put, took the tweet and then blasted it out to all of his followers and just said, you're welcome. And so that made me feel good too. I mean, it, but that it's just that, how wild is that? My friends, how, when has it ever happened in, in the history of cars where you order a car and it gets better and cheaper between the time you order it? you know, for the amount you agreed to pay and the time you actually get it. I mean, that it's insane. It's, it's unbelievable. I mean, this is, this is a not life changing, but I mean, this, I mean, this completely, it really does change the equation for me in a literal sense for the better. I mean, $6,000 leaves me budget to get the wrap, the paint protection and paint correction and the ceramic coating, you know, it, that leaves me budget to do that stuff, which, which I'd been kind of sweating a little bit like, Oh, am I going to be able to pull this off? I hope so. But you know, and I mean, so that, that's that, I mean, that's huge. I mean, that that's, uh, it'll, you know, I can, I can play it a couple different ways. I can, 
I could take the same loan amount that I, you know, after talking to the credit union and just have a little more liquid cash in my bank account and, you know, have a little bit more of a cushion there, or I could just borrow less, uh, you know, and, and have a, uh, a lower monthly payment. So there, it's all good no matter what. And it's just amazing. Now, delivery is, it's now showing seemingly for everyone, every performance order about two to four months, the about being represented by the, the tilde key on the keyboard there, about two to four months. So the fact that this happened here in late, late June, about two to four months, you think, okay, well, that's late, approximately late August to late October, which uh, seems pretty far away considering it's already been six weeks as of when you guys hear this podcast, six weeks that I uh, ordered the car. So it's already been a decent chunk of time. And if it's already, if it's going to be pushed out even further, that's a, you know, it's a long wait. I mean, granted, I've already been waiting a long time, but nevertheless, I decided to ask Elon about it. I tweeted him and said, so with today's Model 3 updates, this was Tuesday, with today's Model 3 updates, will any customer performance models be delivered in July or will the first be in August? I've already sold my old car, so I'm pretty curious about this smiley face. And he uh, kindly replied to me once again, simply saying, July. So there are, somebody is getting a car in July. Uh, I hope it's me because I'm in, the, you know, I was able to get my order in quickly on that first day through, uh, through my employee friend for which I am eternally grateful. So I, I might be within 30 days of getting my car. As you guys hear this, it could happen in the next 30 days. I hope so. Um, but regardless of when it shows up, I, again, I'm on cloud nine this whole week. Cause this, it's just unbelievable. There, now there was a moment of panic when, uh, when I saw the price, I was like, well, wait, is are people who have ordered already, such as myself, going to be grandfathered, you know, going to going to be have our prices lowered? And sure enough, they were. It's already reflected in the my Tesla account. It's, it's uh, the, the new lower price is already there. So that was a brief moment of panic that was thankfully averted. But I mean, this this is just wild. Um, now that you can ask the question, of course, it's, it is fine to ask. It's natural to ask why. Why would Tesla do this? Now, cynically, maybe not even cynically might even be too strong a word. I mean, it's a possible and plausible scenario is that when they, it, for the people that they have opened the, the configuration up to on performance so far, maybe they did not get nearly as many performance orders as they were hoping for. Uh, and, you know, they are looking to get as much revenue as possible. That's why they're prioritizing the performance models and then the dual motors as of now. They're trying to get over that hump into profitability. So, you know, maybe this was a play of, okay, well, let's lower the price. Let's make the price a heck, a heck of a lot more tempting on the performance model three. And hopefully we'll make up for the uh, discounted price with volume. And I don't, you know, only Tesla will know if that's the case. But I've seen plenty of folks on my Twitter feed saying I went for I, I did it. I went for performance. Uh, I had I uh, uh, hope you won't mind me saying Nick Hoffman, one of the Patreon producers and a, a wonderful listener of this show. He tweeted me saying he because he had gotten his dual motor order in but did not go for performance. 
He upgraded his order after confirming with Elon that you can go ahead and do that without any financial penalty. So he upgraded. So uh, we'll see. I mean, I, it is uh, it is no doubt going to generate a heck of a lot more interest at sixty four thousand dollars base price rather than seventy eight thousand dollars. But um, yeah, I mean, whether it's a you know slow uptake on the on the performance version, whether it's just maybe they looked at their economics and saw okay, well our costs on this are a little better than we hope they might. Uh, so let's just go ahead and pass that savings onto the customer and, and generate hopefully some more revenue, more orders out of it. Whatever the case, it's incredible news for us, the customers, the Tesla enthusiasts, the fans. Uh, I never in a million years would have expected this to happen. I had been preparing to pay the original price. So $6,000 off is, it's, I mean, it, it's a gift. I really look at it as a gift. I mean, I, I don't even know how else to classify it. I'm just, I'm grateful. You know, I really am. I mean, it's, I know it's, and I'm not, I don't say that to suggest that Tesla did it just for me, because obviously not, it's not what I'm trying to say, but I'm just grateful for the situation, for for this to happen, because it, it really does make a huge difference. Six grand is is a lot of money. So I'm stoked. Hopefully all of you are stoked. Uh, again, even... If you're ordering dual motor, it's going to cost $1,000 less than it did a week ago. So it's good. It's like, I would have been happy with $1,000. I would have been happy with any any discount. If they were going to lower the price at all, it's like, yay, I agreed to pay it at this price and it's going to be less. Great. But six grand, ugh, I, I'm, I'm, in, I'm just, I'm over the moon. I'm feeling great, you guys. So that was the big news this week but that was not all it was a very very busy week of tesla news i could have recorded this show on tuesday night and probably done a pretty full show that's how busy this week was in the world of tesla but uh here was the next big news this is not as good a news but uh it's i gotta pass it along to you and you can make of it what you will premium connectivity uh get used to those two words that is a new thing that is new verbiage in the in the world of Tesla. So basically, uh, finally, after all these years, Tesla is no longer going to be giving away their always-on LTE cellular connection, or if you have an older Model S, uh, the that's 3G in the car. Although, remember, if you do have an older Model S, if you didn't already know this, you can upgrade the cellular chip in your car it's $500 installed at your service center, which I think is fairly reasonable because, you know, the difference between 3G and LTE is, is uh, fairly significant. So if you've got an older Model S that has the 3G connection and you uh, would like to, to bump that up a little bit, you know, it'll probably help your maps. It probably wouldn't make much of a difference on your music streaming. It'd probably be most beneficial to maps and navigation. You can call up your service center and get that upgraded. Anyway, uh... Back in 2014, Tesla, after, by the way, in introducing the Model S in 2012, and they never said a thing. They're just like, well, these cars are always connected. The data's free. You know, you're not paying for the data. Owners, just enjoy. In 2014, Tesla said that it would be free for four years. And, well, do the math. 2014 was four years ago. So that time is up, and Tesla is indeed changing the policy now. The good news is existing owners are going to be grandfathered in. So if you already have a Model S or a Model X, 
You will not have to pay for connectivity in that car. You will continue to enjoy all of the over-the-air benefits that you enjoy today. Now, th this comes from the newly revamped design studio that I just told you about, and it says this in regards to the premium connectivity. All orders placed before July 1st will receive premium connectivity with satellite maps, with live traffic visualization, in-car streaming media, and over-the-air updates via Wi-Fi and cellular. So uh, now as you hear this, it's already July 1st, so the cutoff has happened. But again, they really, Tesla opened the floodgates to a whole lot of people in, uh, in that last week of June there over this past week. So no doubt this was another uh, little lever, demand lever that they could turn to try and get as many orders locked in before the end of Q2 as possible in order to generate, again, just trying to get as much revenue in there as possible to get over that profitability hump that they've been trying for 15 years to get over. So um, it's all it's all it's all part of the plan, as uh, as the Joker would say from the Dark Knight. But um, so here's if you're wondering what this means. Basically, if you do not order the premium connectivity, which is by the way. $100 per year after the first year. You get the first year of premium connectivity for free. After that, if you do not pay the $100 per year, you will drop down uh, to a basic level, which will get you basic maps and your, your software updates to the car will only come over Wi-Fi. They're not going to use the, the, the over-the-air bandwidth to beam them to you over the LTE connection. Uh, so that means no media streaming, uh, no, again, no live traffic uh, and no LTE software updates. So uh, now the other thing about this is that if you order the standard battery without the premium package when the time comes, you don't even get the one-year free trial. Because I, I, I obtained a copy of the internal Tesla sales team email about this as well, and I read it very, very carefully. So uh, yeah, standard battery... If you don't uh, get the premium package, you don't even get the year free trial. So it's just going to cost you $100 a year right off the, off the lot from uh, when you take delivery of your car. So that's an important point for folks. Just, uh, just want to make sure that's clear. Now, I will say this. I know Tesla did open the floodgates to, on reservations this, uh, this week. However, this leaves folks that want the standard battery... This leaves them completely high and dry. These are people, so many of you that that took time off of work, that camped out, that lined up. You wanted a $35,000 Tesla and you've been patient and you're going to get it. And, uh, you know, we got about six months to go or so. But I really feel like if, if Elon is somehow listening or any, any powers that be at Tesla, I really think every... Model 3 reservation holder, if their reservation was placed before, you know, before this announcement, basically, I think all the Model 3 reservation holders should be grandfathered into this uh, and get the, uh, get the lifetime premium connectivity, because I just don't think this is fair to people that are, that want the standard battery, because guess what? A lot of those folks, in fact, probably most of them would order their standard battery cars today if they could. But Tesla is not allowing them to do that yet. And therefore, they miss this July 1st cutoff. And I just don't think it's fair. 
You know, I, I really don't. So I'm disappointed in that with Tesla this week. Hopefully they will make good on it somehow, some way. We have seen Elon do that in the past where he, he you know, sees a, a problem arise and is, is not afraid to change course if necessary. So uh, this is me using whatever platform that I have here with this podcast to advocate on behalf of standard battery customers uh, who, who have, have reservations and have had them for whether it's a year or two years or, or a lot more for a lot of you. Um, I really hope that, that you do not have to pay just because, you know, t- Tesla did not give you the option to order your car. So this is a shame. I hope it gets addressed. A few more stories this week. Not quite done. Uh, in fact, a, few, a couple more big stories. Kind of a little mini story. Uh, version 9 of the Tesla software might have that dash cam feature in it, you know, making use of the car's external cameras to record things uh, in the event of accidents or incidents. Elon saying, quote, that it will be, it will hopefully be in the version 9.0 release in a few months. So he's, he's giving 9.0 a, a bit of a time window there. However, just again, very politely, because Elon himself has acknowledged the existence of Elon time. We heard it at the shareholder meeting. We have to take this with a little bit of a grain of salt. So you've got Elon time in effect here when he says in a few months. Now, he did he did cover himself on this one. He said hopefully, <laughs> but Elon time plus the hopefully means, well, cross your fingers. Because uh, I will say uh, the dash cam feature will be beneficial to literally everyone. You know, if, you, if nobody, I don't want any of us to get in accidents and or have, you know, vandalism incidents or any or anything nefarious I, I don't want i don't wish that on any of us in our teslas when we get them but uh that dash cam feature will will at least help in that process if it does happen can hopefully help with insurance claims etc so i do hope that uh a few months actually means a few months this time elon also teased on twitter this week a uh, a new autopilot automatic lane changing setting he posted a screenshot of the ui in in the model s of a dev build of what the developer version of the software looks like and it has three settings for automatic lane changing which is a feature that will be coming that's one of the enhanced autopilot features that we haven't gotten just yet but those are that's one of the features that that is a true new feature over the original version one uh, of the mobile eye autopilot. And anyway, so the the automatic lane change, you can set a level of aggression for what how your car will handle automatic lane changing. You can set it to standard, you can set it to aggressive, and you can set it to mad max. Uh, meaning, so again, this is how aggressive your car will be when it is autonomously changing lanes. In other words, whether it's going to wait until there's plenty of room in the lane it wants to go to before it moves over, whether there's some room and it's going to go over there, that would be aggressive, or whether it's just going to bully its way in California style for anybody that's driven in Southern California or Northern California for that matter. Now, I would bet an in and out lunch that the Mad Max label on that, on that setting, 
I'll bet it's going to make it to the final version of the consumer-facing software because, you know, I, I just don't think that's... With Tesla, that's probably not just a cheeky internal name. It totally fits Tesla's MO. It'll totally... Unless for legal reasons. That's why... If Mad... I guess Mad Max probably is a registered trademark. So that's, I think, the only thing that might stop it from making it into the final final version of the of the software for end users. But I thought that was pretty funny that it's got a <laughs> a Mad Max aggression setting for automatic lane changes. Okay. Uh, two more things this week. This one's the big the this, the other big topic of the week because there there were kind of three big topics, the design studio changes, the uh, the premium connectivity and now this Elon Musk giving the first details on what features the Tesla pickup truck may indeed have. Uh, It sounds like Elon is thinking about this pickup truck now from a design and feature perspective. Elon asked the world, he put a tweet out that said, what would you love to see in a Tesla pickup truck? I have a few things in mind, but what do you think are small but important nuances and what would be seriously next level? As you can imagine, he got a whole bunch of responses to this. And uh, here are the things that he chose to respond to, that he acknowledged uh, that, are, that are things that he thought were cool. So he did say that it will park, uh, pardon me, it will parallel park automatically and have 360 degree cameras and sonar. So I would look for that to hit the S and the X as well at some point down the way. And then he said, uh, or let's see, uh, seems like the rear gate should rotate on a four bar linkage and drop down to the ground or close, kind of like some big trucks have. So that's another feature. Then he said the Tesla truck will have dual motor all wheel drive with crazy torque and a suspension that dynamically adjusts for load, those will be standard. I would have guessed that. That would have figured that the Tesla pickup would, would be a uh, dual motor by default, much in the same way that the Model X is. He says, pickup truck will have power outlets allowing use of heavy-duty 240-volt high power tools in the field all day. No generator needed. That is super cool. And then he says, since it will already have a Tesla pneumatic system, it totally makes sense to add a utility port. And then he he does say, quote, it will look like a truck. Someone had said, oh, please don't make it look like uh, the Honda Ridgeline or one of these, you know, car trucks. And he said, it will look like a truck. He mentions a 300,000 pound towing capacity. He says, uh... Or actually, a Twitter user said, adjustable suspension height as an option. That way you can run lower on paved roads for better aerodynamics and handling while raising it several inches when you need to go off-road at the push of a button or a voice command while stopped, of course. And Elon says that that will be standard. Uh, Replying to my friend Kim from the Like Tesla YouTube channel, uh, she asked about seating. She said, well, is it going to seat two or four? And Elon said it will seat six six people. Another Twitter user saying, quote, having a fully interactive logbook so that the driver can keep track of times when they are active, off-duty, driving, sleeping, etc., with as little interaction from the driver as possible. Then, when the DOT check their log, it could be emailed to them or just on the display. And Elon replied to that saying, quote, should be easy to add as a feature like the calendar. 
Uh, another person saying, quote, having lockers is a lifesaver off-road or in snow. Rear lockers, standard front lockers would be a bonus. And Elon says, quote, for sure. So he seems to like that. He mentions that a 400 to 500 mile range battery will definitely be an option. And he says higher, maybe, because the truck has a lot more room for batteries than, say, the Model S. He also notes that it will accommodate tall, pe- uh, big and tall people. He says, uh, to, in replying to a guy who was tweeting about, hey, I'm a big guy, I want to fit in this thing. And Elon says, sir, this will not be some dainty little buttercup of a truck. Driver's seat will be big enough to fit Andre the Giant. Love that guy. So I have to say, after all that, this pickup truck sounds incredible, but I would not in any way, shape, or form expect it to be cheap. It sounds like an absolute one-step, one-stop solution for heavy-duty field work, uh, you know, people that really need a, a proper pickup truck in their, in their business life. So it certainly has almost, almost certainly will be full-sized and possibly and then some, especially if it's going to seat six. And it certainly sounds like it's going to be a very fully featured truck. So sounds very awesome, but sounds very pricey as well. Though, uh, it sounds like Elon's thinking on this is to try to give you your money's worth with it in every which way. The fact that he is open to these ideas from people and he's responding to them. So, uh, I'll hazard a guess right now just because why not? It's fun. Based on everything he said in that Twitter thread, my guess is that this truck is going to start either at or very near six figures. I have to I have to think this is going to be a a pretty pricey but fully featured vehicle. Uh, it sounds like it could be pretty fantastic. As for the last news item of the week, I actually want to kick it to James in the Bay Area on the Ride the Lightning Hotline. Uh, he can take us into this. James, what have you got? Hey Ryan, how's it going? It's James from the Bay Area. Yeah, I just noticed something new on Tesla's website. I was on there, clicked on the Model 3 tab, and this box opened up. And uh, basically it says they're going to start scheduling test drives soon. So if you want to test drive a Model 3, go ahead and fill out your information, and they'll contact you uh, when they start doing that. So I just wanted to let the listeners know if anybody is um, wanting to test drive a Model 3, it looks like they're offering it. Now, I'm in the Northern California Bay Area, just like you, so I'm not sure if this is California or nationwide, but uh, just wanted to let the listeners know maybe they want to hop on there and look around, and um, you might be able to schedule a test drive soon. All right, Ryan, love the show. Thank you for this, James, and I do indeed think this is for everyone. I don't know how long it'll take for every store to get a fleet of test drive cars, but I would very much encourage everybody who is interested in a test drive to go to tesla.com slash model three and you will get a prompt. You cannot miss it. It will pop up to prompt you to sign up to be notified when uh, model three test drives begin, which it turns out is right now. It was this weekend. Uh, James himself wrote me. He's, he scheduled one. And then shortly after he tweeted me, I actually got a call because I had signed up as well. As soon as I saw that the, the test drive sign-up had happened. Uh, this was a couple days ago, I guess. I got a call about a test drive, uh, and I asked them, are these going to be in the performance cars 
uh, per what Elon had been saying on Twitter, that that was, that was the hope that they would be in the performance models because I've been fortunate enough to, uh, to drive Michael from Milbray's car and another friend's car. So I've had some behind-the-wheel time in, in Model 3, but obviously, given that I have ordered a, a P3D, if I could get some time with the P3D, I would really, really love to do that. Uh, the rep was very nice on the phone when I asked. She actually uh, she put me on hold, checked with her manager, and came back and said, no, these are not performance vehicles uh, as of now. So I think that will happen eventually, but that is not currently the case. So if you are interested in a test drive, but you're specifically interested in performance as I am, uh, this it does not appear that that's happening yet. But I know a ton of you, of course, want to just get behind the wheel of the car because you haven't had, you know, maybe you've sat in the one in the store, but haven't had a chance to drive it yet. Get to the Tesla site, sign up, and hopefully you will get your test drive very soon. Tesla is between the floodgates opening on the design studio and the uh, availability of test drives, Tesla is clearly now ready from a production standpoint to uh, to invite the business. I think the days of anti-selling the Model 3, remember that? Remember, it wasn't that long ago when they were actively downplaying the Model 3 and try, just trying to get people into Model S's and X's. That seems to have now come to a close and Tesla is more than happy to uh, welcome new orders for the Model 3, which again speaks to the confidence in their production situation right now. Now, unfortunately, the uh, just the cutoff time for the show and the fact that it's publishing Sunday morning, July 1st, you know, Tesla does usually put out uh, end of quarter delivery numbers a few, you know, just a couple days after the, the quarter ends. They're usually pretty quick about it, but it's it's just the timing just doesn't quite work for this week's show. So that is almost certainly going to happen, especially if it's good news, like the, you know, 5,000 production rate. I don't know if we'll hear about that, but uh, expect to hear a lot from me about that on next week's show. Uh, we'll just have to see what, what it is. Uh, I will say that as of this recording, Jason Calacanis, who is a Tesla, he's an angel investor in Silicon Valley, and he he is uh, he has he has a Founders Model S X, and he has one of the early Model Threes. Like he's in that he was in that initial group of thirty from July twenty eighth uh, of last year. He uh, tweeted out that he visited the factory, talked to Elon. He said, "Oh, can't you know can't talk about everything, but you know things are going really well, looking great." And then a little cryptically. At the bottom of his tweet, he put hashtag, number, but number 5,000. So that seemed to be like a little hint that they've hit 5,000 uh, on the, maybe in general assembly as well. We know, you know, from about the Gigafactory. So seemingly big news, good news is about to happen, especially Elon's been tweeting just before I recorded today. He, uh, he tweeted a video to that song, uh, was it we wear short shorts? And he, he just said, "Who likes short shorts?" Uh, seemingly a little bit of a dig, you know, with some that that he's got some very good news coming. So expect to hear a lot more from me about that next week. For now, that is the end of an extraordinarily long news segment. I hope I used your time efficiently there. Hopefully, I didn't uh, talk in circles. <laughs> just got, there was a lot to cover. What can I say? But I'm not done as usual. There are a number of fantastic calls in the Ride the Lightning hotline. Uh, great questions and discussion topics. We're going to get to those 
right after this. Stick around. As promised, it is Ride the Lightning Hotline time, your time to shine with your questions, comments, discussion topics for the show. Something tells me that after this week's huge amounts of news from, the, again, the premium connectivity, the design studio changes, the performance and uh, dual motor price drop, uh, the, uh, all this stuff, you're going to have a lot to say. So give me a call. There are two easy ways you can do that. You can either record something on your smartphone using the built-in voice, built voice uh, memo, voice recording program, and you can email that file to me at this email address teslapodcast at gmail.com. Uh, please try to keep your message to a minute, minute and a half. That would be really appreciated. Or you can call in on the Ride the Lightning hotline. Just You just ring it up, leave a message, you're done, no problem. That number is a toll-free number, and it's 1-888-989-8752. That's 1-888-989-TSLA. And hey, if you know someone special with an upcoming birthday, anniversary, graduation, or some other special occasion, you can give them a unique gift of recorded voices from friends and family telling them why they're special. The recordings can be podcasted or put onto a keepsake. Visit lifeonrecord.com to learn more. And in fact, our first caller is, uh, I, I have to make sure I get the pronunciation right. I'm not sure. I'm so, I've listened to it a few times and <laughs> I'm trying to make sure I get this right. Is it Ale? I think. And he is from lifeonrecord.com. Uh, he is in fact a long time listener of this podcast, which is how we have the, the ride the lightning hotline in the first place. Uh, he upgraded his order about, uh, with the full self-driving pricing change. Uh, so he wants to talk about that a little bit. Let's talk. Hi, Ryan. This is Ali El-Gatit, long time listener and proud sponsor of the ride the lightning hotline. I wanted to get your opinion about something. As you know, a couple weeks ago, Elon tweeted that full self-driving features would be coming in August. And when I heard that, I went back to my configuration and I paid extra for FSD because although much of the internet has been thinking that FSD is an all or nothing type deal and it's going to take, you know, years for it to be enabled, when I read that tweet I thought, okay, I bet they're going to release features over time. Uh, maybe with the extra four cameras that are kind of looking at the at the cross traffic and and behind the car, so four cameras for EAP and the other four for kind of around town driving. I know that you passed on FSD, and I'm wondering if you're reconsidering that and what your thoughts are on um, kind of how FSD is going to be rolled out uh, over the next several years. By the way, today's a special day because I got a call from my service advisor. I was assigned a VIN and a uh, delivery date. I'm going to get my Model 3 on July 16th, so I'm super excited. I love your podcast, Ryan. Talk to you later. Ale, first of all, thank you so much for providing the hotline. As you have heard every single week for uh, 152 episodes, or I guess you, you joined on very, very early on. Uh, it obviously, the hotline gets a lot of use, so it has been very valued, very appreciated. And by the way, congratulations on your delivery date. That's awesome. Now, to answer your question, I mentioned this a bit earlier, but no, I'm, I'm not reconsidering full self-driving just yet. I'm, I'm pretty much still in the same place with it as when I ordered six weeks ago. 
Again, the, the regulatory approval has me a bit pessimistic that it's going to be anytime soon. And if you read the design studio carefully, the full self-driving option is for just that, full self-driving, which I presume to be level four. I mean, every other feature short of level four should be available with the enhanced autopilot, which I did order for the, the $5,000. I mean, that's, I mean, that's my interpretation of it. I could be wrong, but you know, Hey, if it happens, if, if full self-driving happens sooner rather than later, as I said, I'll, I'll make a financial plan to, to find a way to upgrade, uh, and I'll, I'll pay the $5,000. But, uh, I, I have to say, I totally understand, respect, and support your decision. I mean, if, if you're planning on keeping the car for a long time, which, which I am as well, by the way, I think it, you know, it's a very solid move on your part. So all the best to you, and uh, thanks again for calling in. Next up, we've got Darren from Virginia, new listener. Welcome to the show, Darren. Uh, he wants to talk about white interior a little bit. So let's do that. Darren, you're on the air. Hey, Ryan. This is Darren calling from Virginia. I recently discovered this great podcast, which is perfect as I've, be as I've become obsessed with all things Tesla-related. Um, I unfortunately didn't place my order for the Model 3 until the uh, handover event in July of last year, 2017, and it already feels like so much longer, as I'm sure it has felt like that for you and many others. Uh, so I obviously want my car as soon as possible, and I was wondering if you or any of your listeners could offer any insight. Uh, based on my daily commute and regular driving, I really have no need for the long-range battery, but I do want the all-wheel drive and the premium upgrades and white interior, if possible. Um, so my question is, uh, my dad currently owns a Model S, and is willing to put me on his Tesla account so to possibly allow me f to get the car sooner. But as you ha and some others have mentioned recently, they may not be prioritizing existing owners anymore, if at all. Um, my current delivery estimator says early 2019 for standard battery, but late 2018 for all-wheel drive. Um, that sounds to me like way too optimistic based on how many have been reserved and how many have been delivered at this point. Um, so I was just wondering if you think it's worth trying to get the existing owner priority or just stay the course. Um, and also if you think there's going to be an option for all white interior for non long range battery, not non performance, uh, stuff like that. So, uh, thanks for all you do. And, uh, uh, have a good one. Darren, once again, welcome to the podcast. Uh, now to your question, by all accounts, though I cannot say definitively, the owner priority does seem to be done. So there's probably no good that's going to come of having your dad put down a reservation and you can't put yours on his account. So that leaves you in your standard battery, dual motor, white interior situation. I do think, and obviously I don't know, I do think that white is going to be available on everything by early 2019. I think you're going to be able to get what you want in that first quarter of 2019, but do understand that at that point, uh, barring some crazy miracle uh, with, with Tesla's deliveries, you're only going to be eligible for half of the federal tax credit, which is $3,750. So, 
There's not really much you can do about that, unfortunately. Uh, the production ramp, again, seems to be right at, maybe we're going to get that announcement, hitting 5,000 per week. So I am confident that you are going to hit that delivery estimate. So best to you, Darren. Next up, our friend Marcus from Germany uh, wants to, uh, he, he got a, a reply, reply from Elon, pardon me, and has a, has a thought about that, in fact. So Marcus, go ahead. Hi Ryan, here's Markus Mayenschein, long-time listener, first-time caller, and long-time promoter of your great podcast on my YouTube channel in Germany, Tesla Markus. Yes, um, I was following your path and twittered to Elon, and when he has twittered this map of the superchargers coming up and soon, And uh, I asked him if I can do my trip from Berlin to Moscow uh, with superchargers. And he answered me. And he answered two words, just coming soon. So this was great. And uh, yeah, thank you very much uh, yeah, for going this path <laughs> with me also. And now my question. Do you think that he answers personally to these Twitter questions from, from us? Um, yeah, even I'm very unknown to him. Would be great if you could put uh, give me an uh, answer to that, and hope to see you soon uh, when I come over to the Bay Area. Keep on doing your great work. I enjoy very much, and also my followers in Germany. Bye bye. Marcus, thank you for your call and your continued support. I am very glad to hear that you were able to get a response from Elon about a supercharging route that is obviously going to directly affect your life. Now, to answer your question about if Elon actually answers his own Twitter questions as opposed to like an assistant or something, uh, or maybe a PR person, I would say with 99% certainty, I can say that yes, Elon Musk absolutely answers all of his tweets himself. I haven't personally literally witnessed him <laughs> write a tweet since of course I have yet to meet him, but there is no doubt in my mind that he is the one in sole and total control of his Twitter account. And, uh, you know, not, that doesn't necessarily apply to a lot of CEOs in a lot of industries. So, uh, there you go. Next up, Sean in Las Vegas, uh, wants to talk dual motor. Let's do it. Sean. Hi, Ryan. Uh, this is Sean from Las Vegas. Love the podcast. Just became a Model S owner in May. Love the car. My question is actually about Model 3. Uh, I have a reservation down. The delivery estimator for Model 3 shows prices for the first production and the standard battery, but not the dual motor. Uh, there's no price listed. Does that mean the dual motor is the performance version only? Or is there a Model 3 dual motor variant that is not performance, like the 75D that I have now? Um, that's what I'm looking for is a Model 3, two motors with, without the performance options. Uh, and what is that price going to be, in your opinion? Thanks a lot. Love the pod. And uh, keep it going. Cheers. Sean, thank you for calling in. And your question is well-timed, as you heard earlier in the show. The 3D, as I've come to call it, absolutely exists, and the first orders have gone in, uh, but like the P3D, no, none of them have been delivered yet. Uh, the P3Ds are getting the first priority, according to Elon. Uh, you just can't see it yet since, uh, you know, we haven't seen them on the road, but they're coming, and as you heard earlier in the show, the revised price, the dual motor price, it's an additional $4,000 instead of $5,000, 
which is a, it was 5,000 a week ago. So that is good news there. John, hope that helps. Next up, John in New Orleans wants to talk a little solar roof. We don't talk about this topic particularly often. John, you're on the air. Hey, Ryan, this is John from New Orleans calling in once again. Um, I had a question for you, a, a kind of a discussion topic about the Tesla solar roof. You know, last time you took a question on, on this, you said you didn't get to talk about it much. So um, my question comment is, what the heck is going on? Um, I've seen a lot of uh, articles, information being talked about, about how Tesla seems to be really scaling back on all of their solar stuff since the acquisition of Solar City. Of Solar City. Um, their megawatts produced over the past year have gone down by about a factor of three. Um, they've stopped all of their door-to-door sales that Solar City used to do. They pulled out a lot of their um, employees for selling them. And that I, I also heard that that 9% uh, reduction in task force, reduction force from a couple weeks ago, that a good number of that 9% was in the solar side. So, you know, I was uh, really looking forward to that solar roof. Um, their Tesla and Solar City aren't in Louisiana yet, and I've got about 10 years left on my roof, and I was hoping that by the time it came to replace it, that, that you know, they'd be here. But it seems like they're not really growing. They're actually contracting. So, what the heck is going on? See if you had any info. Um, as always, thanks for the great work. I look forward to you every week. Have a great one. All right, bye. John, I didn't want to ignore your call, but I do want to be honest with you. I don't know. Uh, I, I have to say I don't pay super close attention to the energy side of the Tesla business because, as I've always said, it's it's the cars that are of primary interest to me, and I sort of peripherally keep track of the rest. But What I can say is that I've read a lot of the same stuff you have about that, and the good news is that it doesn't seem to pertain to the solar roof specifically. From what I can tell, it's in fact the solar panel business that's been affected by recent uh, changes. And yes, solar roof has indeed been slow to get off the ground, but it is real and it is out there. Uh, I tell you, I am very confident that on the 10-year timeline that, that you mentioned, that you're going to be able to get a Tesla solar roof if indeed you want one. I, I think what we're seeing right now is temporary because we've heard it a number of times. Literally the entire company, energy and all, is focusing on the Model 3 because it is, with all due respect to the S and the X, it's the cornerstone of the business. It's the key to profitability. So uh, I think you're going to see the energy side of Tesla bounce back. And I think the solar roofs will ramp back up. I, I know that doesn't give you any definitive information, but I hope, uh, I hope that helps in some way, John. All right, let's go to Joe in New York. He went and visited Model 3 at his local showroom and wanted to compare it to Model S. So, Joe, let's hear from you. Hey, Ryan, Joe from New York. Model 3 came into our local showroom, and I took a visit to get a feel for the car. Couldn't test drive it. But I sat in it and played around with all the controls. I then went over to the Model S and sat in it and did the same thing. I got to tell you, there really is a big difference between the two cars. I liken it to sitting in a Toyota Camry versus any of the Lexus cars. If you have the money, then 
I would definitely go for the Model S, comma, but for the rest of us that don't have the extra 30 to 40 grand to spend on a similar car, the Model 3 is going to be your way to go. Well, there's no denying that the S is indeed a great car, Joe. It, it is getting a bit long in the tooth in some areas, but overall, it remains arguably the best car in the world. The cargo capacity is second to none, as same thing about the safety, and the ride and the performance of any models, as Daisy the Boxer Puppy drinks up behind me, if that's what you're hearing, are phenomenal. Phenomenal ride, phenomenal performance. Uh, not to mention, of course, it's a gorgeous car, too. You know, it still looks current and new and futuristic and fresh six years after its introduction, though certainly the front-end refresh that got rid of the nose cone in back in spring of 2016 definitely helped, no doubt. But I think, personally, that we can look to the next-gen Roadster, the 2020 Roadster, for clues about what the next S might look like. Yes, it's true, the Roadster definitely evokes the design language of the original Roadster uh, on purpose, clearly, but it's still got a very Tesla look to it. It's, it's, I guess, sharper, if that makes sense, almost like in the literal sense, not in a, you know, it's going to cut your finger sense if you touch it, but it's just kind of got a sharper look to it. So I think uh, we'll, I think we're going to see that, that design language pushed forward in the refreshed uh, exterior design Model S whenever that comes along, whether it's this year, in two years, in three years, four years, whatever. All right, we are not done with the Ride the Lightning hotline. Three more calls. Let's go. Uh, we got two from San Diego. Again, San Diego, always representing in the Ride the Lightning hotline. I love it. This is Mark from San Diego who wanted to share uh, a little bit of a story with us. So uh, why not? Mark, go ahead. Hi, Ryan. This is Mark calling from San Diego. Hope you're well. Um, I wanted to share the story of what happened to me today. Um, I'm a week one reservation holder for Model 3, uh, and I originally had a delivery estimate of June to August. And uh, since we're approaching the end of June and the start of quarter three, I was secretly hopeful that I'd be getting my invite to configure soon. Um, every morning for the last sort of six weeks, I've been logging into my Tesla account and seeing if my uh, reservation was available to order yet. Anyway, this uh, this evening I got home from work and I logged in and I saw that I was available to configure. I hadn't received an email, so I excitedly clicked through and, and uh, did my configuration. And I see that my delivery window is now September to November. And I'm slightly gutted. I know we've all been through this and had things slip back and stuff. And I just wanted to share my thoughts. Um, I saw that Engadget seemed to have a scoop, um, 19 hours ago. So that would have been at midnight, uh, San Diego time. They had a scoop saying that Tesla had opened up, uh, configurations to everyone who's a model three reservation holder. And that just blew my mind. I hadn't seen it anywhere at all on the news today. And even looking at Twitter tonight, I'm not seeing any confirmation of that news except that one Engadget article. Um, again, I never got an email saying that I was able to configure. And now I'm kind of kicking myself that, you know, maybe if I'd 
logged in after midnight midnight last night, I might have been able to secure my order in my original delivery window. So anyway, I mean, I'm, I'm delighted to have my order in and it feels even more real now, but I'm kind of gutted that it slipped back to September to November. I'm secretly hoping that they'll see that I'm West Coast and that I was a week one and that I've chosen a particular configuration that they've probably made lots of and blah 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 and maybe it will come forward again but uh hey just wanted to share my thoughts i'm still excited but i've slightly disappointed that the delivery window has fallen back love the show take care bye-bye congratulations on placing your order mark i can understand your frustration at having a later delivery window but the good news is is that you should still be eligible for the full tax credit if indeed we get that confirmation in the coming days that Tesla has been arranging things so that that 200,000th car is delivered right about now, as we were talking about. So uh, I do also think that there's a good chance that your hope is correct, that you will get your car earlier in that window, though not because of your reservation timestamp, but honestly because you're in California. That is a plus for you, given that the factory, of course, is in California, but you know, obviously, it was a it was a big week for a lot of folks, myself included. Q3, the third quarter here, looks like it is going to be a big, big one for Tesla, and thus a big one for many of us as well. A couple more calls here. Let's hear from uh, Stefan in Monterey. Uh, wanted to talk about options on uh, his sort of timing situation with his lease and his Model 3 deposit. Stefan, you're on the air. Hey, Ryan, this is Stefan calling you from Monterey, California. I wanted to let you know that I put in my $1,000 uh, for reservation for my Tesla Model 3 a couple months ago in May, anticipating that I would be getting an invitation to configure in about a year to 18 months. That's what the timeline was looking at. I'm I'm leasing another car at the moment, and that lease was due to expire in about a year and a half. So I thought I'm going to put the money down and get that uh, invitation to configure right about when my lease is up. Well, guess what I got in the email today? I got an invitation to configure less than a month and a half after I put in my $1,000. So I'm a little surprised, a little confused. I'm wondering if you've heard of this happening to other people. Um or what the reason could be. Are they working through that backlog of, of orders or what's, what's going on? And what are my options at this point? I really don't want the car right now. I would like to wait for my lease to expire. Not sure what to do. Any advice would be very much appreciated. Again, I, I gave him my $1,000 on May 15th, and here we are the 28th of June, and I got an invitation to, to design my Model 3. Thanks again. Bye. Thanks for calling, Stefan. This has apparently been pretty widespread. Some reports, I kind of talked about this earlier in the show too, some reports have said that all reservation holders have been invited. I haven't been able to confirm that either way, but but don't panic because all you have to do is nothing. Uh, Just wait until you're ready and then configure. Uh, For instance, I've been sitting on my invite uh, since the design studio opened to me in February on my personal invitation. That's four months ago already. And of course, it's going to continue to sit for now because I'm on my employee friend's reservation. Now, my own reservation's going to continue to sit until a family member who wants a standard battery 
can configure it hopefully towards the end of the year. Anyway, uh, Tesla is clearly looking for a ton of $2,500 non-refundable deposits just before Q2 ends. And apparently if you want a performance car, which is obviously only gonna further help Tesla's bottom line, you can kinda skip the line a little bit and order it for delivery this year. Final call this week, we go back to San Diego to Quinn, who just ordered his Model 3 and is curious about prioritization. Quinn, go ahead. Hey Ryan, Quinn from San Diego again. I just finished placing my order for my new Tesla Model 3. Super excited about it, can't get here fast enough. But I'm curious, how do you think they'll prioritize delivery now that they've opened up all orders for North America? Will it be based on when you placed your $2,500 deposit or when you originally placed your $1,000 deposit? Or will it be based on where you were located? You know, all the aspects like that. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Love the show. Bye. Congratulations, Quinn. Now, as with the variables when orders first began, only Tesla knows for sure. But the fair thing to do, in my opinion, would be to, of course, you know, first go by when that $2,500 non-refundable deposit is made to, to lock in your order. But if that's equal between two orders, I would hope that the next tiebreaker would be to prioritize the person with the earlier reservation. All we really know, as I've mentioned a couple of times uh, today on this episode, I should say, is that performance is being given the highest priority for the time being, followed by dual motors. So, Quinn, I hope your wait is a short one. Thank you to everybody who called in on the Ride the Lightning hotline. Again, I love this part of the podcast, and I encourage you to participate in it. Again, you can either record a uh, call on your, you know, just record a message on your smartphone with the built-in voice recorder that pretty much every smartphone has, and then email the file to me at teslapodcast at gmail.com, or you can call and leave a message on the Ride the Lightning hotline. It's a toll-free call. You just call in, and it's 1-888-989-8752. We'll do more of that next week, of course. For now, quick little musical interlude, and I'll be back to wrap things up for you right after this. Before I go, let me give a few plugs here. First to Immaculate Reflections. A wave of deliveries should be upon us here in Q3. If you are in the Bay Area in Northern California or taking delivery up here, maybe consider some paint protection, paint correction, uh, whatever you want to do. Again, big to small. Uh, it is worth taking the best possible care of that beautiful new Tesla. You can find more information about detailing uh, with Immaculate Reflections at irdetailing.com. Look them up on Yelp and Instagram at immaculate underscore reflections on those sites. They, of course, you know, if whatever you want to do, talk through it with Jeff and the crew there. Uh, they will find a solution that meets your needs. They've got over 16 years of experience, the Bay Area's premier detailing solution, Immaculate Reflections. Uh, what else? We, of course, have Abstract Ocean as well, my friends over there. AbstractOcean.com, 20% off of your first order using the coupon code RTLPODCAST, which is all one word in this case. Whether you're looking for a tempered glass screen protector for the Model 3, whether you're looking for that uh, Roadster-style T-E-S-L-A lettering to put on the back of your trunk the way Franz has it on his Model 3, 
they've got lighting kits, center console wraps, all kinds of goodies, abstractocean.com there. Uh, if you enjoy the podcast, if you get something out of it, and you see fit to support me, you can do that on Patreon. The website there is patreon.com slash Podcast. Patreon is spelled P-A-T-R-E-O-N. There's all, all the information you need there. I'd be grateful if you'd at least take a look sometime. And with that, of course, I want to thank the Patreon producers. These are the kind folks that are supporting my efforts here at the $20 level or higher each and every month. Uh, saying thank you now to Jerry and Mary Smith, Jared Brown, Gabriel Salaise, Stefan Joris, Luke Miles, David Nondahl, Eric Randolph, David Kittle, Luke A., Ulrich Lassa, David Vakil, Rome Strack, Michael Callahan, Kenneth Martin, Harold Plug, Peter Chalet, Orion Coates, Lars Hoffman, Lee Sweet, Marcus Mayenshine, Tim Hyde, Richard Ouellette, Emotion Rentals, Jason Chalukas, Robert Miracle, Michael Lester, Matthew Parra, Logan Willis, Alexi Heft, Jonathan Wales, David Brander, George Cassioppo, Wolfgang Obergen, Pete White, DJ Harbaugh, Paul Hussey, and Jeff Bartram. Thank you all so, so much. That actually reminds me, a quick mention here, summertime, uh, and you may remember the story with Emotion Rentals, where uh, he, uh, <laughs> the, he, the uh, uh, Joe bought a, uh, a Roadster, the original Roadster, of course, bought it out here. I went and uh, picked it up for him and babysat it for a while. So I can tell you this, this red Roadster is a beaut. Uh, and you can rent it that now that it's summertime out there in, uh, in the sort of uh, DC area, Baltimore, DC area, you can, uh, you can enjoy the weather in a Roadster, take that top off, cruise on down the road, hear that Millennium Falcon whoosh of the electric motor that I talked about a week or two ago. So emotion.rentals if you want to learn more about that. Uh, that about wraps it up. Reminder that if you're not already subscribing to the podcast, that's just a simple free thing. All that's doing if you subscribe via iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, all that's doing is uh, what a subscription means is it's just going to download the show to you automatically each week so that you don't have to go out and get it. It's, a, it's not a money thing at all. So uh, do subscribe just so that it delivers, the show comes to you even more easily each and every week. There's also the hosting site where you, you can grab individual episodes or subscribe to the RSS feed. That's the way a lot of people like to get podcasts. Find that at teslapodcast.libsyn, L-I-B-S-Y-N.com. I believe we are all set. I guess real quick, I'll give you, you know, there's my cousin Patrick's referral code. If you're buying an S or X, it's the only way to still get free unlimited supercharging for the life of your car. So give Patrick5008, give that code to your sales advisor, or if you're ordering online, type in, type this into a browser, ts.la slash Patrick5008. Okay, all set. Another busy week, man. Another long show, but they're they're packed tight. You know, I'm not <laughs> I'm not messing around over here. So much to get to. It what boy? This was one of the most exciting weeks for me. Um, I mean, ever since doing. I mean, this you know, it's it's not every week that you get a better car 
you know, you, I mean, we, we already knew about these, Elon had already confirmed the, those performance upgrades, the brakes and the calipers and the pedals, but it's not every day that you get the car improved and then, uh, you get 6,000 back before you've even, <laughs> you've even paid. So man, I am in such a good mood. This feels so good. I, this is just the buying experience has been this incredible, fun roller coaster except it's a roller coaster without any dips in it so far it's just fun it's just all up it's all fun so man we'll see what the next 30 to 60 days brings uh it should hopefully bring a uh my model 3 to my garage finally which i am getting more and more excited about in fact now that my my old car is gone now i'm starting to get antsy because i'm having to share my wife's car she's very very kind to share it with me I have to say, don't tell us, I'm not a big fan of it. I don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth. I don't want to look a gift horse in the mouth because she's so nice to share it with me. But um, it's a mini. And I have to say that it's it's stuff in that car, like the knobs and switches and dials and controls. In my humble opinion, no disrespect if you own and love a mini, stuff just seems weird for the sake of being weird in that car. That's my humble opinion anyway, but... Um, in any case, I, I'm just, I'm grateful to even have a car to drive while I, uh, while I wait for my model three. So anyway, uh, enough of me. You've had quite enough of me this week, I think, but thank you all so much for tuning in, for joining me for another week of fun Tesla news and analysis and your phone calls. I love this. I am, I, you guys, seriously, you, this podcast energizes me at the end of every week. I do it you know, Friday nights, most of the time, uh, I've, I've been working all week, you know, doing my thing all week. And, uh, you would think nature would seem to suggest that I'd be exhausted by the time it comes to do this podcast on a, on late on a Friday night every week, but no, I get energized doing this podcast. And that's because I get just such great feed. You know, you guys, whether you're leaving me a nice iTunes review or supporting on Patreon or, or tweeting me, or emailing me, or or whatever. Just even just listening, just seeing seeing my download numbers each week. Man, it is it is energizing. It is uh, just so gratifying and humbling to to get to do this uh, each and every week. And I'm having a blast. And as I've said, it's only about to get even more fun when I finally get my car and start. You know, I'll start talking all about what I think of, of the P3D and and living the EV life and and going on adventures and oh, there's it's a whole, a whole new world is about to open up to me and I I cannot wait. It's going to be so great. So in the meantime, I wish you all a wonderful, happy, healthy week, happy electric motoring, and I will see you back, of course, next Sunday at 9 a.m. Eastern time. Until then. <laughs>